everybody. It's time for another week of the Ranting and Braving podcasts. We are coast to coast, co-hosts with the most. I'm Kellen Key with my good friend, Eric Marcus. Eric, how are you doing today? I, I'm i doing all right. I, I can't complain. I was telling you earlier, I had a lady yell at me because I wanted her to send me a picture of her how I sell appliances and I needed her to send me a picture of her washer and she got all bent out of shape because she, I wasn't understanding her description. And then she started yelling and I definitely wasn't understanding. It's really hard to understand someone when they're screaming at you. I think that's That's what I've learned. Like you can, like if you calm down and just describe it normally, I might understand. But if I want to help you, and you send me a picture. I can probably help you. But she Maybe didn't want she to do didn't that. know how to take a picture. That could be. She did defer or send that to somebody else. Who knows? But I got yelled at and that wasn't fun. So I'm in a good mood. Let's do it. Let's talk about baseball. I'm glad you're in a good mood. I'm salty. <laughs> I'm salty. Well, I, I, am, I am sick and tired of seeing all this other 29 baseball team slander of Marcelo Zuna mm-hmm. when... You know, he's not all-star form Ozuna, and he's not 2020 MVP, you know, form Ozuna. But the man has hit 28 home runs. Mm-hmm. He's got an 853 OPS. And just like the rest of us on this podcast, it is clear that he hates the Mets. <laughs> he's been he's been on fire. He's looked so good. And it's amazing to think about where he's at now compared to where he was last year, where he was at the beginning of the season, where he was at the end of the season before, like we wanted this guy shipped out of town and he has done everything in his power to totally earn back the love and excitement and joy from fans. Like I'm really excited. And in general, he's a fun guy to root for. I mean, not a perfect person and not a perfect human, but who is? Joe Otani. He's all right. But now he's got a bad elbow. And that's really that's sad. True. Too. That's true. He is no longer perfect. He has a yeah. torn elbow. Yeah. Until that he was. Yes, I'm salty about that. And then I um I got one more thing I'm salty about. And I, I didn't share this with you before the podcast because I wanted a live reaction. Mm. Um I made the mistake of going on Reddit today. Oh. And for the for our five listeners, um, <laughs> I hope this isn't you. But I saw a question on Reddit, and I and I know it was an innocent question. At ranting and braving podcast, carry on. The question was, how likely is it that we sign Max Fried to a long term deal? Ooh, and frankly, I'm just tired of it, Eric. Uh-huh. I'm tired of it. You're tired of the Max Fried conversation? I am. I am. It's, okay. It's ultimately it comes down to one of two things. Mm-hmm. Either Max Fried wants to secure the bag. Mm-hmm. He's going to go pitch for a West Coast team that's going to give him $35 million a year. Sure. Or probably the Angels, in which case he'll blow out his elbow and never be good again. Carry on. Or. Um, he will want to sit with the Braves legends one day and he'll be a Braves lifer. Well, to his defense, Tom Glavin is in that booth and he was a Met for a while. So, which I'm not a fan of. Neither was I. 
Or are you saying we should kick him out of the booth? Um, there was a time where I would have said yes, kick him out of the booth. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. He's gotten better. No, I just, but I mean, you look at Glavin, like his career was with Atlanta. Okay, he uh-huh. had what a couple of years with the Mets and then he retired. Yeah, I that mean, was Smoltz his... too. Smoltz with the Red Sox. He was right. a Cardinal, which is weird. Yes. And Maddox with the Cubs, like, yeah, no, nobody stayed forever. But yes, the majority of their career. Uh-huh. And, and I think Maddox has a Cubs hat in his Hall of Fame. So maybe that's why he's never been in the booth. Oh, probably. Um, but he's from Chicago. So that doesn't shock me. Yeah. Um, but for Him the most and Chip part, Carey and the other guy, the guy right. that we forgot, forgot about. That no, guy. Chip. Right. Chip, Chip and Skip. Man, it, oh, my gosh. Has it been that long that I forgot the broadcast that we had for so long? And then his son just abandoned us for St. Louis, which is hilarious because they all hate him now. Well, that's the one I was thinking of was the son. I don't even care about the old guy. Yeah, that old guy. I, I, for, I, Skip was great, but I forgot about him a long time ago. Yeah. Um. So anyways, I'm, just, I'm, I'm salty about it because I'm tired of having it. Like mm-hmm. it's he's either going to he's either going to be the guy that takes discount and stays mm-hmm. or he's going to secure the bag. And we all know pretty much with his skill set, being a lefty mm-hmm. and the best pickoff move in baseball, he is, mm-hmm. you know, not flawless, but yeah, he is about as close to a sure win each game he pitches as you're going to get. Um, yeah. The man is going to secure the bag, and yeah. rightfully so. He yeah, should. He deserves, he deserves it. it. Deserves it. And I'll be happy for him, just like I was happy for Dansby Swanson for making a lot of money. Oh, that's this is a lie. I wasn't happy for these people when they got their lots of money. I was grumpy, angry, and mad because I was real happy about dancing. You were really happy bag. about dancing. He's been good. He's been good with the Cubs. And I'd like to toot my own horn. Burp, burp, burp. Um, pretty sure I was right on the Cubs. Pretty hey, sure the I was pretty over darn yet. close. Yeah, and they've been good. They have been good. They yeah. have been good. And and you know where else I was right? How about them Cardinals? Yeah, my Cardinals pick is not looking too good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this pitching staff is garbage. Like they need to, they're they're way overrated. Well, but so, it was the bats that failed them. <laughs> well, you know what? Bats fail. That's true. That's you true. need pitching. If you don't have pitching, you're toast. Ask the I Angels. secretly think they all hated their manager, and they all just quit. Well, trying. he was a terrible manager too. They hate that guy's terrible. Yeah, he's not great. Um, but anyways, that's that's why I'm all I'm just I you know call it waking up on the wrong side of the bed. But I'm just I'm over the Ozuna slander and I'm over mm-hmm. the Max Fried conversation. He's been great, but mm-hmm. look at the year we've had without him. You know, hey, mm-hmm. not great. But uh, how many games did he pitch in in the 82 wins that we've had? Yeah, not that many. Not that. Yeah, many. this has been. I mean, he's he's always been a big playoff performer, so that'll be interesting. But yeah. I think it's an opportunity for guys to step up. Like, Strider's going to take another step. Kyle Wright's going to have to take a step next year. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what A.J. Smith-Shaver looks like. But there's going to be young guys coming up. That's mm-hmm. what the Raves do. They build young arms, they get them ready, and they move the next guy up. Like, we're going to be okay. And we may, we may supplement that with another... 20 year one time or one year deal for Charlie Morton, who still will continue to pitch. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back next year. You know it. The the extension's coming. No, no it's not. 
It's not. You don't think so? No, no. He's if he pitches again next year, it's not going to be in a Braves uniform. I just don't see that happening. Too many arms, mm-hmm. too many people coming back. Um, and and I think that's twenty million dollars. You can say, okay, would you one year of mm-hmm. Charlie Morton for twenty yes. million? Uh-huh. Or, or would you rather that be included in part of a deal for someone like, uh, why am I, why am I saying Luis Urias? Julio. Yeah. Sorry. Julio. You're good. Julio. Um, I've recently changed my position on this. At this point, I am hesitant to sign Julio. I was at a Dodger game earlier this week, as I explained. Um, got to got the LeBron James in a Dodger jersey, Laker bobblehead. It was very fun. Um, also on that in that day, Mookie Betts hit two home runs, which is a conversation for an MVP com- an MVP conversation that we should have at the end of this podcast. Um, but Julio was the starting pitcher in that game, and he looked good, but not amazing. He gave up a jack in his to the second bat or second batter. And then he just looked kind of shaky. Um, and I'm just nervous. Like, I have a feeling he... You remember how Julio looked towards the end of his run? Mm-hmm. Where he was just cooked by the time he was hit hitting free agency? My fear is that Julio is cooked or close to cooked. And my fear is that we're going to sign him to an 8 to $10 million or 8 to 10 year deal that is not going to pay dividends and he's going to end up being a $20 million reliever. Cause I think he'll be a really good reliever, but my fear is that he may not be a starter long-term sure. and that is, that makes me sad and nervous because he's really fun to watch. You're not wrong. That's fair. I think the Braves have generally rather than building through free agency have invested in cost-controlled young starting pitchers, I could see them flipping AJ Smith-Shaver and other things for a controllable starter maybe this year, but probably more likely next year. And it'd be someone who's maybe two or three years away from free agency, and they grab him for a few years. That'll be That's, I think, what's going to be interesting. But I also would not be surprised if they continue to invest in development for some of the guys in the minors. And I would love to see them continue to, or to re-sign Max Freed for two, five more years, whatever. But I would not be surprised if he goes someplace else, but I wouldn't invest in Julio, unfortunately. And that makes me sad. My, in a perfect world, you, you sign Max Freed to an extension long enough. Uh, what is it? 2028. So mm-hmm. 24, 25, 26, 27, five years, five year mm-hmm. deal. Uh, cause then after that, his is off the books and you mm-hmm. can sign Strider to whatever stupid, ridiculous extension you want to, um, assuming that he continues to develop and it is, and is that guy. Um, How do you feel about Corbin he, Burns? Bad attitude. Good pitcher. Bad attitude. Okay. That's fair. That's I'm not fair. sure I want that guy in my locker room. All right. That's fair. I like Corbin Burns. I think he's really good. And I think great narrative. Be... And that was hilarious, but man, not your guy. Not my guy. That's fair. That's fair. 
But I think there's a couple of guys that are going to be interesting and it'll be something to monitor. Um, I would love like a Fromber out Valdez. I think he's really good. He would be a really nice addition. He pro- strikes me as somebody who's, I don't know how, it's hard because some of these like more touch and feel pitchers make me wonder like, how are you going to age? Like, how are you going to be when you're older? Right. Whereas like Charlie Morton, like, I don't know what it is that he's doing that's keeping him going so long, but Witchcraft. whatever he's doing, it's working. And Bryce Elder has come a long way. He's looking, he's looked good. He has um, regressed to the mean though. Yeah, but he like he looked good this week. He did. Oh, he did. He looked really good this week. Um, but everybody looks so, good against the Mets. Yeah, that's true. Except for Alan Winans, he didn't look so hot. Yeah, no, he didn't look hot. That's okay. He he had his he had his win against the team that said they didn't want him, and then they studied and did their homework, and they took him out to Reese's and put him in the trash can. Sure. Yep. Very quickly. <laughs> but yeah um by the way did you see the pete alonzo story no which one the one where he threw the ball into the stands after the kid hit his first got oh his first yes hit. i did what a d-bag <laughs> oh i did see that i was so mad <laughs> i was so mad oh man it's sad now I heard that they were able to track down the ball and they got the kid the ball. So he's when Pete Alonso's like, "Man, I just feel so bad. Like I'm so sorry." He's like, "Dude, oh, what a cool. fake like, apology!" Did you watch that like, video? You're cool. I didn't watch the video. I just heard oh, the he audio. Oh, it looked so phony. Oh, it looked so phony. He's just a tool. Oh man. Oh man. Oh gosh. Just a slightly chunkier version of Bryce Harper. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny comparison. Oh man. But um what a tool. Yeah, I saw that. I was mad. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so, I uh, think yeah. We are a, a week away from September call-ups. Yep. Which remember, September call-ups is only two people. Right. Which I hate. I hate that rule. I miss where you could call up 40 people, unload the 40 man and just stock the rosters. Like it's really annoying that it only goes from 26 to 28 because I don't know. I like the flexibility of calling up all your kids. I would be interested to see what would happen if it went up to 30. Yeah. I like that. 30 is a good number. Get a couple of pitchers up there, a couple of position guys. If, okay. So let's play in a fictitious world. You can call up 30 people. Who are you looking to bring up? Ooh. Ooh. So now you've got four people that you can bring up. Well, I've got four people I can bring up. Mm-hmm. Do you want my four to get the ball rolling, or you you have some people in mind? Um, I sort of got some people in mind. I think I think one of Schuster or Dodd. Okay. I think that's well, probably well, Schuster's up right now. Oh, they called right, him Schuster is. in favor of Winans. That's right. And then I probably would call up Dodd too, because you can never okay. have too many lefties. Yeah. It's a good um, call. I struggle with saying Soroka because I want mm-hmm. Soroka, but I know there's that contract situation thing that they're sure. trying. Yeah, so. I heard like mid September buys you an extra year. I would venture to say that they're not playing games with this contract, but you never know. Wouldn't put it out, wouldn't. I wouldn't like assume that that's not true. 
Um, well, and, and I think too, if anything, if they're playing games, it's more so to give him more time to rehab, right. recover. Right. Um, okay. So I'd call up Dodd. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at some point we've got to see like Darius Vines or these guys sure. that we went for. So I'd, I'd probably try one of those guys as far as position okay. players go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably call up Shoemake. Uh-huh. Um, mm, no, I take that back. I wouldn't call up Shoemake. I would call up Forest Wall. Okay. And thinking through the list. Honestly, this is crazy, but I would be I would I would probably find a way to get Drew Lugbauer onto the 40. That would just, be interesting. Just see what he can do. Okay. Because that I mean the dude's got some pop. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having him come or like available off the bench just as a and this is it what's interesting is the time that you had the luxury to do all this stuff was also when you had a you didn't have a designated hitter. And right. so you were using your bench for actual bench things. Like now it's like guys that sit on the bench could literally sit there for like two months, like excuse me, Sam Hilliard and Charlie Culberson and those guys did. Like they never played. So I think Dylan Lee is a person I'm calling up. He's probably my first call up. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozzy's supposed to be back this week, so I would probably wait till call ups and then call up Ozzy, which would mean I can leave Von Grissom up there. I think Von Grissom is a big leaguer somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe not with the Braves, but he's somewhere. I'd leave him up there. I so that's two. I think Von Grissom. Uh, no, it's Dylan Lee Ozzy. I like the idea of bringing back a pitcher. And so I'd probably bring back Dodd. Although, and you know, the other thing I'd be interested in, I just want to see like if there's any minor league bullpen guys, like guys who don't necessarily have a big league feature or a long big league feature, but maybe they've been just dominating in minor leagues. Like, Let's give him a chance. Like, let's see. Like, I don't need to see Brad Hand anymore. I'm good with the Brad Hand experience. (laughs) He's he's cooked too. Like, I'm good. Adios, Brad Hand. You don't have anything left. They only ever use him in games that don't matter, which tells me all everything I need to see. Like, I don't need to see Brad Hand anymore. Um, I like Nikki Lopez. I like to. I like your idea about a, a fast force wall type, like someone who can just run the bases. I think that's always a useful tool. Someone who can spell Eddie Rosario, because as much as I love him playing as Babe Ruth, um, I wouldn't mind getting some defense out there. Kevin Pilar has been so good and such a great thing to have because he's exactly what we want from that spot is somebody who's going to spell your hitter in favor of defense. So that's a really good thing. But I'd love to get Michael Harris some rest. I don't need to roll him out there every day. Same with Ronnie. I'd like to see him get some rest. But... um. I think it'd be really interesting to get Drew Lugbauer just because I want to see that bat. Let's see what you could do. But more likely such a great baseball name. Oh, what I would be really interested in, and maybe the Braves are playing seven layer chess, but would be to not call up Drew Lugbauer, try to sneak him through the rule five draft. And then they have the ability to call him up next year. 
because I think that Drew Lugbauer is probably not going to be with the organization next year because someone's going to grab him from the Rule 5 draft if the Braves don't protect him. See, and that's that's my worry. I mean, a guy who hits 22 home runs in double A, mm-hmm. he's not flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I know everybody wants to play the Von Grissom game and, oh, well, you know, he can't field, but at least he can hit. Right. You don't want to. You don't want that bat in your DH spot. If you're going right. to have a DH, you want you a guy that's somebody with some powers. Right, right. Um, and I just go, okay. A guy like Drew Lugbauer is borderline perfect. Right. Assuming he can actually hit. Left, but that's what you. That's the point. That's what you find out. You sit. You have a revolving door of you sit Ozuna, you sit Olsen, you sit Riley, you sit these guys. And in that spot, you just plug in Lugbauer and just let him hit. See what he can do. What has he done at AAA? I know they called him up. I'm curious. I know he hasn't been there very long, so I can't imagine it's a lot. But it would be a really interesting, like, if he's kicking tail in AAA, like, that's a guy that you really kind of invest in. Also, what's Darius Vines done? Like, has he done anything at AAA? I think he has been perfectly average. And I think... That is like I could see Darius Vines end up being called up or DFA'd. Yeah. Because if you're not going to use him, what are we holding him on to on for? But I guess we'll find out. Like, I don't know. It's hard because the Braves aren't a team that's going to be using every person on the roster. Like they use the guys at the top of their roster and then everyone else is there for depth. So I don't know. I've always been frustrated by the way that Snit uses his bench because I feel like he leaves something to be desired. But at the same time, it's like, well, they're using their same guys every day and they're dominating. So why are we messing around with him? I agree. But, so a week ago is when Drew Luckbauer made his debut and shocker, okay. he hit a two run home run. There we um, go. All right. So I, otherwise I'm trying to find his, his lines, but I'm just like, like, come on, like dude has got, power for days and he's a left-handed bat i just i don't know what you're waiting on um, yeah plus with ozuna i mean i love the guy he's got ozuna one more year from left. the braves he's got one more year left and i doubt that mm-hmm. they're going to extend opt into his his club mm-hmm. option for 18 mm-hmm. something mil i mean he's great i'm not paying him mm-hmm. 18 million for what he's doing yeah um you know i think he's weird why is it the the braves are so like we will not pay more than this for certain players, but then they pay like way too much for guys that are like past their prime. Like, why is it that we pay Charlie Morton, but we won't pay Dansby? Um, I think because I think Charlie Morton is a pitching coach and, mm. and a fifth starter or a fourth and starter. He's a, a leader. So, so is it? Yeah, I guess. I guess it helps that you've got Arcia who was able to fill in in a lot of that area. Good fit with the culture. Um, I what mean, do you think happens? Reason, with... Same reason. Why would we pay Josh Tomlin multiple millions of dollars to to be our white flag long relief guy? I like Josh Tomlin. He was really solid. He, eh, he no, that's not true. I did not like having Josh Tomlin towards the end, but no. I like Josh Tomlin the person. I wouldn't mind him coming back as a coach. He fixed AJ Minter. Hmm. Also, 
Major credit to you for not calling him Chris Tomlin. I know. I worked so hard. <laughs> I had to think so hard about it. <laughs> uh, you know, we can bring Chris Tomlin in as well. That's we cool. Could. Our dad is an awesome dad. Um, <laughs> like it. Yes. Love it. Doing my best. Um, Curious. Curious, curious. Okay, so now, theoretically, though, not theoretically, legitimately September call-ups happen in a week and yeah. we only get two Dylan Lee. And I think it's probably an infielder because you call up Ozzy. Okay. It could also be Kyle Wright, but Kyle Wright will probably come up and they send down Schuster. I, 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 I don't think Kyle I... Wright comes up for this first week. He'll probably be down there till the end of September. But I think eventually he fills Schuster's spot. But I think Dylan Lee is going to be the first one that for sure comes in. Um, it depending on how ready, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Chavez. He's another guy I'd be looking at. So when Ozzy comes back, why not option Von Grissom back down? I can see that too. So then, who would you bring up instead? Um. Hmm. I guess the question is who improves this roster and makes this team better or fills a role that's not being filled. What's AJ? I think, no, it, mm. You could do AJ Smith Shaver. That I would don't be know. interesting. So I'm stuck. So I'm stuck in this spot because like for the same reason, I, I wouldn't want Vaughn up here. Like I want right. Vaughn getting everyday ABs. Sure. For a couple of reasons. One, development. Two, I mean, yeah. Winter meeting trade bait. Like, sure. Sure. And so, that's, I think that's good reason to send him back is to let him continue to play. Um, and that's where Forrest Wall is interesting because he does some things that you don't have. And he's on the 40 man. He is. Um, there's another guy, Luke Williams or something. I don't know what he's there for, but. I can see them calling him up just because he's been up before, but I definitely like your idea of like bringing in somebody who's actually useful, but more likely it's probably going to be someone boring that we don't care about, like Luke right. Williams or um, Yanni Chirinos. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, well, actually, I take we got back. rid I of him. See, I want to see a full year of Yanni Chirinos before you we do. Start. Why? I kind of do. I want to see they they traded you just for like him torture. For a no, they they traded for traded him, for for him because he was free. Uh, they but but why give him a forty man spot? Like he's there's something he's got something, and you can't tell me that you can't tell me that we don't have like three or four pitchers that are developing that aren't better than him that we could have said. You know what? We're going to roll these guys out every five days. So there's well, something that they see in him I that they guess. feel like they can fix. I'm sure it's probably a a role in the bullpen. I'm sure it's he's a guy that can generate ground balls, which would be my guess. Right. Is it's a guy that can get you a key ground ball and out of the bullpen. He's pitched out of the bullpen, but he can give you some length. Like that would be my guess. Is he's like a swing man. He's a guy that you could use in small stints, but also long stints. I just don't right. feel good about having him coming out of the pen in a game that I care about. Yeah. No, that's fair. Like, um Sure, if you want to pitch the seventh inning in a blowout, that's cool, but so we've got okay, Nikki Lopez for that. To answer your question, sorry, I've been pondering. I think I think for 40 man, I would I would call up Dylan Dodd. 
Okay. Um. Actually, no, no, I take that back. Mm-hmm. I would, I would add, I would DFA whatever his face is, Luke Williams or mm-hmm. or Yanni or somebody. Um, I would add, I would add Drew to the forty man. Okay. I would bring him up and I would get him regular ABs mm-hmm. at the DH. Or at first, if you need to give Olsen a day off here or there, mm-hmm. um, I would call up Forest Wall. Mm-hmm. And then when Ozzy's good, I would send Vaughn back down and bring Ozzy mm-hmm. back up. I don't think work. Kyle's going to be healthy in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he's going to be useful enough mm-hmm. to really make a difference. Now, come October, I mean, if he's mm-hmm. ready to go after a full month, then... yeah. You know, maybe you one. Can. Well, and with Kyle Wright, Kyle Wright's a guy who, if he's oh crap, actually he's already on this on the sixty day deal. Never mind, that doesn't work. I was gonna say you can always transfer him to the sixty day, but he's already on the sixty day, so that doesn't actually do anything. That means that if he comes back, you need to clear a spot on this on the forty man roster, so that doesn't work. Um, Yanni could get transferred from the fifteen to the sixty if you don't plan on using him this year. Um, where I think if Kyle Wright comes back, that's a way to fit him on the roster is you just move him. Um, I don't know. There's random dudes on this roster that you're like, eh, I don't need you. Um, you wouldn't bring back Lucas Leakey. Nope. Brad hand to the, uh, Brad hand could be a, um, roster casualty. I, I am really interested on what they do with Darius Vines because clearly they haven't used him. He's been, I think, was this his first year? Was he there last year? No, like this is his first year. Okay, okay. Um, I'd be interested to see what they wanted, what their plan is for him. But I could see them maybe using him somewhere. But that's a guy I'm like, okay, dude, what what's the plan for you? Like, what are we doing here? Also, have you ever heard of the, oh gosh, what was it called? The development list? I saw this today. So the Braves have a light hitting second baseman, Bo Phillip, who's on their development list. And my understanding of the development list is it's a place where you can put players to develop that doesn't put them on your, my guess is, I don't know what roster that would be. I guess the minor league rosters. So it's a place where, like, if you've got a guy that you want to manage their workload, but you need a player to fill their spot, you can put them on the development list and then call somebody up. It was interesting. I don't really know how it's used, but I get the feeling that, like, if you've got a guy like a pitcher who you don't want to overuse, you can put them on the development list and, like, kind of call up somebody in their spot. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting, but... I just saw it today and I was like, oh, what's this? I've never heard of this. It's a new thing. I guess it can't, It started during COVID. With the like taxi squads? Well, I, I think it was probably like spawned from taxi squads and things like that because we also lost minor league systems. So you can't just send somebody down to like fall camp or whatever. I, I don't know. It's I'm still trying to figure out what the purpose of it is, but it seemed interesting. Hmm. And I don't, I'd love to talk to somebody who knows more about it, about what the purpose of it is and how it's used, but I thought it was interesting. Hmm. And that is interesting. Is that the same list that guys coming back from the IL 
So if you're coming back from the IL, but you're still like on a rehab assignment, I believe that is different. Baseball so is the, so weird, but I love right? it. I, I, I've <laughs> always been fascinated by this stuff, like the nerdy minutia. Um, when I was a kid, I used to play All-Star Baseball 2004. And what I loved about it was it was just so in-depth that I felt like I got to actually be in the GM's chair. And that was just so cool. And so I've always been intrigued by this kind of stuff. People would make fun Franchise of me in college. Franchise mode but... has sunk down ever since. I know. I know. I don't mind this current one on the show. It's still fun. Yeah. I just but... want to be able to give my coach an extension before they leave me because, you know, realistic yeah. scenarios. Like when yeah. the Dodgers don't hire Dave Roberts back after a season mm-hmm. and... They just, yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, life goes on, and they're going to get yeah. Shohei Otani anyway. So, yeah, actually, the other day I was playing the show, and I've been doing this slow rebuild with the Royals, and oh, bless. that test to take some time. It was it was a challenge, but I was in year three, and the team was like finally like above five hundred and like knocking on the playoff door, and I had prospects that were like either getting to the big leagues or almost there. And I was like, oh, this team's going to be really fun and exciting. And the season ends. I miss the playoffs, but I'm above 500. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm above 500. I'm I'm going to, and my contract was up. It was the end of my third year. And then they didn't offer me a contract. I was so mad. I'm like, really? You're going to end this game for me after I've all that I've invested in this team. You don't hire me back just because you guys are terrible. I was so mad. What are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I went back to an older save file and then restarted and then re and re or like restarted each game until I won and got myself into the playoffs. And then from playoffs, I played most of the games until we got ourselves to the World Series. We did lose in the World Series. But after that, they're like high chance of being re-signed and they signed me to a new fresh three-year contract so now i get to keep playing so that's what you're gonna do is you cheat your way in peter yeah peter all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna be back with uh some rants some raves and uh previewing the week's games all right we are back with our rants and our raves eric before I dive into mine, do you have anything baseball related that you're going to rant <laughs> or rave over? Um, well, things on the Braves end have been pretty good. I'm going to rant. I'm going to rant about the Angels because I. So I, ever since we started kicking around the idea of doing a Shohei pod, I've started thinking about the Angels a whole heck of a lot more, and I think it's because I just love rooting for crappy teams. I already talked about how I was doing a franchise rebuild of the. Kansas City Royals. Um, when I root for hockey, I root for the Anaheim Ducks, who are terrible. Um, so I am used to rooting for bad teams, and I am just frustrated by how the Angels are handling their team because I think they're doing it all wrong. I think that it's annoying that the Angels haven't um recognized that they're not going anywhere and have slowed like i don't like that they're building for the now i think that it's a really bad idea to build for now and that's why i'm really grateful for what the braves have done the braves have always built a good foundation 
for longe- longevity and and stability and being good. And I think it's really dumb to watch a team play like they're desperate because you end up making dumb, desperate moves and then guys get hurt. I think that if the Angels were playing smart, Shohei Otani wouldn't be pitching out there like this was his last chance to save the team. And I think that's a, a reason why he got hurt is because he was pitching with desperation and not with his brain. And that makes me sad because now he's not going to get paid what he probably could have been um, unless the, he wants to come to the Braves and come on down. Um, but it, it's I it's I think that kind of stuff is bad for baseball. And that makes me sad. And it makes me grateful for the Braves because they've been smart. I still don't like the way that we don't let our guys rest. I think that we should be giving our bench um, more or more activity. And I don't think that it's a good idea to use every everybody every day. Um, not saying that we should never play them, but like maybe give a guy a day off every couple weeks. Like maybe wouldn't hurt. Um, but anyway, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have to say about that. Because I think that baseball is hard and it's a long sport and people play it all summer and people need a break. And I think that you need to give people a break. So that's what I have to say. Matt Olson doesn't need a break. Yeah, he does. He has had three hits this week. He needs a break. Yeah, he needs to sit down. Yeah, and Austin Riley, who has five hits this week, also needs a break. And to be completely honest, so does Ronald. He would have more home runs if he was getting more regular rest. I think that's fair. Problem is we don't have anyone placed in the outfield because we don't build a team like that. And that's a bad thing. That's a problem. How much of a problem, Eric? How much of a problem is it? You know what it is? Is when you don't build a roster and use them, guys sit there. Like Sam Hilliard sat there forever and didn't get used. Like those are that's an opportunity to find a guy that you didn't expect something from. That's a way of working your way through your roster. Like, great, we have Nicky Lopez. You know what? Maybe we should give Austin Riley a break because turns out he can play third. Or hey, Drew Lugbauer looks like he can hit. Maybe we get him on the 40 man and let him play first base once in a while. Or, hey, I wonder if Marcelo Zuna could play first base. And then maybe we get an extra designated hitter. Or maybe Travis Darno can play first base. Like, let's see. Let's see what guys can do. I can't believe that Ozzy Albies has never played shortstop. Like, that just blows my mind. He is too young, too quick, too athletic to never have played shortstop. That just seems ridiculous. So, there you go. Fired me up. Fair enough. How about you? Eric. What do you want to talk about? How about Eric. them USC Trojans? I hear Reggie Bush is coming back. Oh, listen, Eric, what is <laughs> happening to college football right now? I know you joke, but what is happening to college football right now is an absolute travesty. Now, is that because we're intruding on your shrine of college football and that nobody can touch the SEC because no. you guys no, all has- have... It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the pageantry and and the tradition and and this this rich history of handing out money that, to players that has been written over a <laughs> hundred years. Mm-hmm. And this is this is here's the thing, Eric. This is and this is the the, the beef that I have is this is college football. We're asking college 
athletes who, at least on paper, are taking 12 to 15 course credit hours a semester Mm -hmm. to take classes, to do homework, complete projects, and, oh, by the way, every weekend or every other weekend, now you're going to travel halfway across the country and back. Like, it's, it is ridiculous. And every, listen, say what you want about the SEC. That's fine. We have the best college football in general because we keep it in the region. Yes, okay, we got money at the yinging. But, but <laughs> like, no team – no team is traveling like around the continental United States to play a football game unless they have an out of conference game. But like, okay, next week, perfect example. Or is it Saturday? Is it this Saturday? I think anyway, it is yes, this it's Saturday. this Saturday. Hawaii is traveling to Vanderbilt, it which is like in a Nashville, Tennessee. Choice. It is, but we, like we just we don't travel for games like that. Like you're not going to see Vanderbilt go to Hawaii to play a football right. game. You're just not. Although, imagine if you told future Vandy players, hey, if you come to us, you get to go to Hawaii. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, once. It's so, it's, it's not that's the all I need. tool that you think it is. But like I okay, mean, but, but hear me out. Hear me or out. Or come to my school, we'll give you a bag of money. You can go to Hawaii whenever you want. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that travel takes a toll. Mm-hmm. Particularly when it comes to a short physical football season, you can't tell me a team like USC that wants to compete for a national championship thinks that they have a competitive advantage when they have to travel halfway across the country every other week to play a football game. Mm -hmm. You just can't. And so there's it's, it's money. Yes. It's money and, and all that in college football, but it's this like, okay, big 12. Perfect example. We've got UCF in Central Florida. We've got Cincinnati. We've got West Virginia. We've got, and then we've got like the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, that's fine. But like, Eric, Eric, it's it is. Mm-hmm. We, we've we watched the collapse of a historic conference. Historic, hundred mm-hmm. years of history, mm-hmm. um, gone in an instant. And there's. There's no joy left in the postseason when it comes to college football, unless you're one of the top four teams. And mm-hmm. I just remember a time. I remember a time where, you know what? It mm-hmm. wasn't perfect, but we let the computer decide who the top two teams were and they would duke it out. It's really and easy to let the computer not, decide when they always picked your team, though. They, But they didn't. This was this was before this was OK. We were on the back end of that. And listen. There were some years it didn't had like us. 10 years of them picking Alabama to put them in the championship game. Must be tough. Here, okay. The BCS, <laughs> though, also gave us the Boise State Oklahoma Tostitos Fiesta Bowl that everybody which was great. That which was, was great. great. Was it perfect? No. Mm-mm. But but then stuff like the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl. The Orange Bowl, like these bowl games, like they mattered. Mm-hmm. They mattered, and now, now nothing they don't matters matter as much. That's fair. I think, I think it's interesting. I've de- I definitely agree with like 
it was always cool to see like, oh, the team that won the ACC hosts the Orange Bowl because that made sense. Or like the team that won the Pac-12 or whatever hosted the Rose Bowl. Like that makes sense because those are like regional games. And so you do depart from that regionalness of college football by combining everybody into one conference. It's not like the AFC championship is a Northwest versus or Northeast versus the whatever. And like there's it's they don't do that in the pros. And so like, I do get like, Oh yeah. Where you're from those like rivalries and games don't mean as much. And so that is kind of a bummer, but maybe they make the Rose bowl, like the conference title game or something like maybe they change it. I don't know. So, that would be a fascinating that would be a fascinating change um but i i just think competitive advantage when you've got 20 teams in a conference you can't tell me that a you're going to play all of the the teams that matter mm-hmm. and and then at the same time like you're going to beat each other up yeah and so what it's definitely going to change like what the expectation is for a good season like being undefeated or having one loss doesn't carry as much weight when you're not playing anyone good but when you beat like all of the teams in the sec or you're like eight and three or whatever but you've won games against five ranked opponents and been close in two like you're a real deal contender and i think that's why going to a playoff is going to be interesting because then you get more opportunities to see the best teams play. And I think that's the key is I want to watch the best teams play because, and maybe this is because I'm a casual fan. Like I don't really care about any of that stuff because I grew up in California and USC was only good for half of my life. So um, yeah, I'm a USC fan deal. Um, (laughs) But um, I think that it'll be interesting to see, like, it'll be fun to see like, Oh, it's USC versus, like Ohio state in a game to get to the Rose or to the next round. I think that that'll be fun. Like those are really good games and that's going to be cool. Hello. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I think I hear a leak in my home and I got to figure out what that is. Um, that's going to bother me anyway. Um, Yes. Sorry, you are correct. Those games would be fun that way. I just, there was a time where you had all these conferences and you had two to three teams in each conference that you knew Mm -hmm. like, okay, they were competing. And I just look back and I go, imagine if, you know, RIP to Big East football, but you Uh had the Big East, Uh the ACC, the SEC, Pac-10, Big 10, Big 12, like you had all these conferences and it's like, that was the perfect time Mm-hmm. to have a playoff and mm-hmm. you know each conference champion gets an automatic you know bid or whatever bid and, and you you go from there yeah and yeah. you can have an at-large where oh yeah boise state was undefeated this year we're going to give them a chance and like that stuff is cool so now anyway, it just feels just, silly to have a I'm, playoff i'm watching college football die before our eyes and it's mm. it's tragic but it might get really good how I mean, you're t- like, how cool would it be if you get to have regular, like, 
contests against really good teams. Like, isn't that more fun? It is more fun. But also keep in mind, again, Big Ten. Uh-huh. 20 teams. Uh-huh. Highly competitive. Big 20. It is the Big 20. Um, SEC, 16 teams. Uh-huh. You know, Texas and Oklahoma. Listen, Texas and Oklahoma, if either one of them win an SEC championship. Good on them. I just, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm gonna really get hot if I if I keep going. I just keep going, keep going, get hot. Mm-hmm. What do you tell me about what you feel about Texas? Oil barons, College. man. Oil barons. I mean, you guys are you are you guys are Alabama. You guys have had more money than anyone knows. Why do you think all these that is that dudes? is an incorrect statement. That is that is a factually incorrect statement. I'm not saying we don't have money. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. But Texas, Texas A&M, uh, who uh, at one point USC out in L.A. Like, dude. Uh, mm. And some of these uh, Stanford. Do you know how much Stanford has in endowment money? We're talking B billions. OK, yeah. So don't don't come at me with the money talk. But Stanford players never are good because they have to be really smart. Like actually correct. Because both Christian McCaffrey and Toby Gearhart were Heisman Trophy runner-ups, albeit to Alabama running backs, but that's but they were there. Yeah, but they were probably really smart, and and they got paid. Yeah, I'm sure they that secured helps too. the bag. Yeah, remember Toby Gearhart? That guy. He showed up for like a minute, and it was like, oh, this guy's going to be great, and then got to the he NFL. Did. I was like, oh, he's not that good. He got that he got that rookie deal and then he pieced out and now he's probably is, living a quiet life in the prairies of Minnesota. Yeah. Who is your favorite Alabama player? Favorite uh or give me a top five. Top five. Okay. Um, number five, Mount Cody. That dude was a gargantuan human being. Is um, his name Mount Cody? Or his name's Terrence Cody, but he was so okay. large that we named okay. him Mount they call him Mount Cody. Okay, that makes yes. sense. He had two field goal blocks in a Tennessee game that we probably should have lost, but ended up pulling out in the end. That's pretty um, cool. That was fun. Um, uh-huh. I include Mark Ingram because he was our first Heisman Trophy winner. Okay. Um, favorite. Um, I'll tell you, uh, AJ McCarron, quarterback. Uh-huh. Um, his girlfriend. I went to, huh? <laughs> oh, I mean, listen. <laughs> you don't need to say anything. This is a family I'm not, show. I'm not Brent Musburger because I'm not going to let my career <laughs> die because I can't stop talking about her. Um, no, I was at a football game. I was at an Alabama football game with my dad. And I think we went to some scrub game because we knew we'd see the backups. And he was warming mm-hmm. up and we were watching him throw absolute dime bombs. Okay. And we were looking at each other like, who is that guy? Uh-huh. Um, and it turned out he was he was pretty good. Yeah. Um Thinking through the list, um, Jonathan Allen, dude, that guy could hit. Okay, all right. Um, I remember the him. Superman tackle against Texas A&M, uh-huh. iconic. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm thinking through. I mean, I want to I want to throw Julio up there because he ended up coming to Atlanta, and I got to watch uh-huh. him for a while, and he's just uh-huh. a freak. He was um, really good with Alabama too. 
he was he was underutilized at Alabama. Wow. But I don't know. There's a long list. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Devontae Smith. I like mm-hmm. him. He's been great. He's good in fantasy. He is very good in fantasy. He's gonna be even better this year. Um no sophomore yeah. slump? No, oh, he's a that was his sophomore year. Oh, that was his, his third year. Slump. You're right. So, how's that for a, a good in fantasy sophomore slump? Huh. Yeah, he's going to be a beast this year. I think he takes over the number one slot as our number one receiver. And AJ Brown is really, really good. They're, the Eagles are so loaded. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I'll tell you About though. Time. I'll tell you though. The uh-huh. Jets are coming. Uh huh. No, they're not. Aaron Rodgers is coming. terrible. Aaron Rodgers is coming. terrible. We'll see. Let's hope somebody can give. Well, I mean, the Patriots aren't any good anymore. But um, that would be an interesting down. division. Yeah, we'll see. They need a quarterback. I like Mac. Mac, Mac Jones is terrible. I like Mac. Body by no, Mac, that's, man. That's right. You're an Alabama guy. And your Falcons, did they make it to the playoffs finally? Oh, no. 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 Do they tank and go for, um, what's his name, Caleb Williams? I don't know if we tank. Or is, what's his, Rattler? Or who's, no, you have Ritter, right? Desmond Desmond Ritter. Ritter. I would be be interested to see how the season goes. Because there's a lot of really high potential quarterbacks in this draft class. Uh huh. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I I like Bijan. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. He's coming. Oh yeah, that's right. He's on. He's with you guys. That'll be fun. That'll be, be pretty good. good. Um. Yeah. Real quick, weekly, uh, upcoming week for the Braves. Switching gears and getting back on topic. We've got a nice yeah, little remember, West Coast we're road a trip. Podcast. <laughs> we uh we make it to San Fran. We make it to Colorado. Uh, three games apiece, and then we start a week from tonight a series with our friends, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, um, nope. Eric, how close to eighty nine wins do we get on this trip? Oh. We're at 82 right now. Um, we're at 82. Undefeated would put us at 89. Undefeated puts us at 89. I'd say lose one of the Giants. I will say we get five. Was that 87? That'd be 87. Yeah, I say we're at 87. Getting into going, getting to the Dodger series. I'm saying 88. All right. I hope. I'm so. confident. I'm feeling it. We're on a nice little run here. Mm-hmm. And Colorado's not very good. Giants aren't that good. No, um, we could easily sweep both of them. And yeah. Then LA. The Dodgers are going to be an interesting series. That's going to be a fun series. I'm going to the game on Friday. So I'll be there on yes. Friday. Um, So I think that's Julio going for the Dodgers, but I don't know who. Julio I'd love to see Kershaw. to go up against Max Freed on Thursday. Ooh, that's going to be so good. Well, then I don't know who I'll get to see. I'll probably get to see like Lance Lynn or Ryan Pepio or someone boring like that. I want to see Kershaw. That's who I want to see. I love me some Kershaw. Just when ugh. does Kershaw pitch this week? Now I'm curious. I you know 
I think it's really important to see like some of the legends and Kershaw's one of those guys. Like, I think if you've not gotten an opportunity to see Kershaw, you need to go see him. Like Kershaw is just something That's special, something special for baseball. Okay. Just art. That curveball is art, literal art. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is annoying. The Dodgers aren't announcing anyone for their series against the Red Sox, which makes it really hard to know who's coming up. So we'll figure it out. But that's who I'm hoping to see. I want to see Kershaw. Um, but either way, it's going to be fun. And I'll bring my notes. I'll take some notes on the game and I'll report back. Love it. Eric, any parting words, parting thoughts? Nope. Besides, if you're still listening after our rant about baseball and college football, you're a real one and Mm. we appreciate you. Yep. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Eric, bold prediction. Nikki Lopez is the next Brave that gets an extension. I like this prediction. I hope so. I love having Nikki Lopez on this team. He's a great addition. Yeah, and he's a fun guy. And he can pitch. He can do it all. Call him the Except next maybe Otani. hit home runs. I don't think he hits home runs. Yeah, well, you know. Home runs are overrated. Chicks dig the single. <laughs> There's something there. There's something there for that. All right. You heard it here. Nikki Lopez. First brave to get extended. Eric, this has been great. Therapeutic, one might say. Hmm. Pure cathartic, just purely cathartic. Hmm. Is that appropriate? Is that an appropriate word for this know. moment? I don't know. I'm not. I'm too tired to go yeah. into that. Me too. It was good to get that Ozuna stuff off my chest. Anyways, friends, fellows, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week on the Ranting and Braving podcast show. So long. Have a good one. Adios. Let's go.